Good morning and welcome to the Breaking Black podcast. Today's episode is called, What Are You? And it's a topic that needs to be discussed because for the past, I would say, seven to eight years, that question has become a very dominant aspect of the way we interact and value one another. Uh, Based on the merit and title of one's identity what a group you ascribe to and that has been used to either add or subtract merit and validity to one's existence in relation to the historical and present day structures of our society typically along the lines of race sex and gender And it has become common dogma and a common school of thought that white, male, straight, equal, bad, and non-white, non-heteronormative conforming, POC, person of color, equals good, virtuous, because of the historical relation to oppression or oppressor. And the society of the living in a what are you society has done more to divide us, not only domestically in the United States, but internationally as a human race, collectively. The distinction of making what are you clauses in terms of in in, in playing out this categorical othering of different expressions of humanity has done more harm to us than uniting on a common humanity. It doesn't escape anyone in living history to know that for centuries our differences have been weaponized to divide us in order to keep us from collaborating with each other. We compete under the guise of presumed scarcity when the earth exists in abundance in nature they don't need to struck they have natural hierarchies but they're not competing in the mindset of there not being enough because everyone has a place but for some reason in human society in order for there to be places enough places It's been structured in such that there can only be, there can only be an accumulation of enough at the top and then something divvied up among many at the bottom. And in conversations of equity and justice and restitution, it's, it's, you know, it behooves people to, to reallocate and redistribute what has been accumulated in the possession of those who have made space for themselves at the top, which would be the white class, which would be the white race of the, the humanity. They are a global minority, and somehow, through their practices of domination, aggression, and subjugation, have exploited and extrapolated 
resources from others that they are not entitled to, but have taken by brute force. And that's reality. Um, they, they definitely have taken advantage of other people's, I, I mean, I don't want to say weakness, but hey, lack of um, preparedness can catch you slacking. So that's just what it is. Um, but now, now that, you know, the dust has settled in the long-standing fight for dom- world domination and power is basically over because we know that European powers not only are the top first world countries, European nations, they run and dominate international political affairs. They run the United Nations, the World Health Organization, the WHO, like who put them in charge, and all those other alphabet NGOs and all those little scrambled, you know, alphabet spaghetti groups. They're run by white people and white society. So the second competing and, you know, very strong rival for world domination, which in the old world has been in the West of European power. But now China is in its ascendancy and the power is switching to the East. So, as we make this shift out of the paradigm of Western European domination, and we might, you know, in 20, 30 years, could be living under China's regime. We could be living under their philosophy on life that doesn't guarantee that freedom is a right, that doesn't guarantee that freedom of speech is a right, that doesn't guarantee your constitutional and civic rights as a default to your nationhood and your citizenship, we have to start rethinking about how important what you are actually is. Because I don't know if anyone else notices, but it's not the civil rights era anymore. This is old world psychology. It's like people are living in a time warp. Like we never stepped out of 1960 for real. Like it's not 2020 and we're still crying about race. Who you have sex with. How you like to have sex, how deep your melanin content is. These are very rudimentary aspects of ourselves that do have structural and material effects and outcomes because of the historical injustice that has structured the society. Yes, we have this information, but what are you going to do about what you are and how long is what you are going to be central to what you become, how you rise, how you overcome. Because for so long, our identities have served as a crutch, 
a crutch or an IOU to white supremacy, which is something I don't believe in, but I mean, <laughs> um, that's another talk for another day. But for so long, our identities have been a safety crutch since the civil rights movement on which we can demand fair treatment, which is valid because we all in and of ourselves are equal. There, If you really strip it down to the fundamentals, humans all want the same thing. Everybody wants to be able to have a family. They want to be able to have sex with whoever they want because humans obviously need to have sex. That's just that's just not even a conversation. Unless you're asexual, which is like, you know, that's you. And um, we want to have families, eat good food, live in safe housing, and celebrate and have fun activities and hang out with our friends. That's all everybody wants. But then, on the basis of identity, we've created societies and we participate in societies and we haven't um, really restructured societies that say because of what you are, I don't want you to have these things. I want to be above you so that you, so I can not only have my ego boost, but I can also maintain power over resources so that way my group and my collective of people who identify like me are given um, certain you know, privileges and benefits and security because of the merit of our existence. These conversations are not going to be profitable when world power shifts. And these things keep us distracted from the reality that we are shifting into not only a spy society with the advent of technology, but we're also shifting into a world in which because of our because of our divisive differences, we cannot collaborate and operate in opposition to powers greater than us that don't have our best interests. So we're distracted. We're sitting here bickering, all of us civilians, all of you have no power as individuals, all of you who don't work in politics, all of you who don't have government and federal power. We sit here among each other, everyday citizens, mad about things that other people can't control instead of going and, and, and talking to your neighbor and operating and, and, and working with each other and looking for our common humanity and creating a unified front against this government regime that wants to take away all of our freedoms white and black gay and straight woman and man Asian and Hispanic, all of us losing our freedoms because we're so busy and caught up about what we are. That's why the Biden administration got elected because of what they are. Oh, look, our first woman president, our vice president. How's that working out for everybody? She's been missing in action, but they got you on the politics of putting someone who looks like you in office, but how good is someone who looks like you that doesn't even work in your best interest? How does that serve you? What you are and, and what you value are two different things. And that's the con game in politics that has been run on us post-civil rights movement, keeping our head in the sand for the past almost 40 to 50 years. And that needs to change because the world is changing. We're ascending into a new era and you don't want to get left behind because you're still on old world politics. 
People need to wise up. I'ma tell people of color right now, most white people aren't thinking about you. They do not care. And honestly, if you really woke, if you've been awake, and if you know a thing or two, you would know. White people's opinions don't matter. Like, okay, in the grand scheme of things, when it comes to politics and politicking with them, and having a level of diplomacy and being able to negotiate with them, yeah, their opinion matters. Because if they're going to keep those old world structures of racism, we need to talk because that needs to go. Because not all of you are wealthy white people. So you need to, you know, join the people, bro. But in terms of thinking about white people's opinions and stuff like cultural appropriation and white people's opinion on how you do your hair and white people's opinions on how you talk, who cares what white people think? Who really gives a care? Honestly, in my world, white people's opinions do not matter. I do not care. How they, what they think about me and how they think about me is a non-factor. Because guess what? For one, I don't let white people live rent-free in my brain. I don't know what, that many white people. In my personal lived experience, I do not have friendships with any living white person. Do I have anything against them? No. But do I want to sit at your table? No. I'd rather go and build my own table before I go sit with somebody who's going to look at me a kind of way. That's the psychology and time I'm on. Build your own table. How's that sound? So, yeah. Um, kind of close to the time where we're supposed to be wrapping it up. <laughs> but, yeah, definitely, we've been conned. Let me tell you something right now. All this POC, um, collaborative us versus non-white people, no, white, non-whites versus whites, that's wrap is up because if you keep thinking that way we're all gonna get screwed all of us all of us who identify as Americans I never <laughs> I never grew up a patriot I've been a race soldier I was a race soldier probably until 2018 blackly black is all get out until I realized it's not profitable and it's not productive and it's old and it's whack and it's tired and it's a con game and it's politics. This new this new generation, this new era, it's time to get awoke. You know, they say woke this and woke that. No, seriously, get up. Get up. Because they're moving. And you're and you're stuck in 1964. And that's a problem. It's not us versus them. It's people versus power. You know, they say, they say, speak up, you know, instead of speak to power, they say, speak up to power. Well, there's more of us than there are of them. So why are we looking up instead of looking to each other? There's a difference between speaking up and speaking to, and when we all speak up against power, that works, but when we all speak when we speak to our neighbors, that works even better. Yeah, um, <clears throat> a saying at the post office, together we bargain, divided we beg. And when we all divide ourselves on our differences and focus on what makes me different than my neighbor, we're gonna beg as different groups. 
oh, the LGBT community needs this. The black community needs that. And then in the black community, there's different types of black. So the black Americans need this and our immigrant blacks need that. And then women need these things, but men need those things. And we're all divvying up things among independent different groups because we're divided. Instead of speaking as communities, you know, that's really why we have states because we're all basically in our own, you know, different communities. States are basically like sovereign little nations within the United States. So they're called the United States. And um, we beg when we have more to ask for among our differences instead of coming together for a collective ask. And I don't even understand really and truly why we negotiating with these people. Cause I mean, really and truly, I think it was Thomas Jefferson who said, when people fear the government, there is tyranny. But when the government fears the people, there is freedom. So I don't understand why we're asking instead of negotiating because they work for us. And that's what we forget because, you know, you don't want to I don't want to get philosophical. But when you say government and you break down that root and that prefix, it means govern your mind, govern meant mentality. I don't know who put these people in charge. The people did we put these people in charge? I guess so. But that means they need to work for us and they can't work for us if we don't know what we want. So we have to come together on an agenda. And what you are isn't enough to bring to the table. So that's all I have to say um, on the issue. Next episode, episode two will be coming soon. And it's going to be lit. It's, you know, the plight, academia, and identity dogmatism. So... Should be interesting because I used to go, you know, to university. I was in that academia cesspool and I am so glad I am out. Hallelujah. Take care. Thank you. Um, Thank you for tuning in with Breaking Black and we will see you next episode. Bye.